listen to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates, flying solo today. A bit excited to be in our July Concordia Publishing House series, sharing with you some great authors from CPH this summer and uh, some new content as well, new books. I'm really thrilled to just get share them with you. Con- thank you to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about them at cuw.edu live uncommon. Joining me today, Darcy Poppy, author of Someone to Walk With, A Woman's Guide to Christian Mentoring. New from Concordia Publishing House. Darcy, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thanks for having me, Andy. I'm looking forward to talking with you. So if you write a book about mentoring, that must mean that uh, there have been some mentors in your life as well. Uh, Who are the women who have served you as mentors? Well, and and I'll just I'll just start out by saying that I've I've had um, quite a few that have encouraged me, but I don't know that I saw them as mentors right off the bat. Like I don't know that I would have called them a mentor right away, but just just people that, as I've reflected back, have really encouraged me and affirmed uh, different um, steps that I've taken in in my leadership and my um, just in my growth. Um, the first was really my pastor, um, Pastor James Pingle from from Bethlehem in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. He uh, was someone that, as in confirmation class, just would answer my um, numerous questions and would take extra time, and it really encouraged me to to go into church work and to um, it just to continue to to foster my faith and continue to develop in that way. And and he still an incredible encourager in my life and my family's life. So he was probably my first. And then I also had a volunteer youth leader at that same church who um, was a teacher, but then in her spare time kind of helped with our youth group. And her name was Jody, and I got to work at her um, kind of Asian restaurant um, that she started with her husband early on. And this was someone that I could go over to her house just just be myself, you know, like around around cooking and and um, taking care of the kids, just just to hang out with her, and just have someone that I knew was going to listen and accept me for who I was. So those were probably my first two, and so many others along the way. And so it sounds like you you've learned quite a bit from the from your mentors, uh, particularly your pastor, your youth leader. Why is mentoring important to you and to Christian women? Why a a book, a guide to Christian mentoring, particularly for women? Sure. Well, I as I started thinking about writing the book, first of all, I've I've had the privilege of getting to walk with young adults for um, for the last thirteen years, um, both at Concordia, Wisconsin, and Concordia, Portland. And then before that, I worked with a youth group. And so I just had the opportunity to work with a lot of young adults. And in my own mentor relationships with them, I have been so blessed um, in, in opportunities to talk with them and listen to them and encourage them, but also for them to teach me. I feel like I often learn just as much as I give, and if sometimes not more. And just wanted to share that with other women. I think also in our uh our congregations, I think in society in general, I think that we are all craving belonging and just this desire to be connected with one another. And for that to be really authentic, you know, not just the surface level, hello, or how are you, 
but really um, people who know us and understand that we don't have it all together and understand how to help communicate the gospel to us in those moments when we don't have it all together. We need those people in our lives. And I think the church has a really um, exciting opportunity right now um, in our culture to connect with young adults and to kind of be bold about what we have to offer them. And that's authentic relationships and the gospel and an opportunity to, to just really be in a space where we can belong no matter what our story is and, and can have courage for whatever steps we're taking to move forward. So uh, I just wanted to speak into that as I hear so many churches discouraged, um, you know, because they don't have the money to do the flashy, you know, displays or music or, or events, but we all have the ability to walk with someone and to impact another's life. And no matter whether you're a small congregation or a large one, and you don't have to have young adults even to do that. We can, we can just walk with one another, whoever is in your congregation. And I think as we just develop that culture in our congregation, then others will stick. Um, you know, I, one of the things that I, I talk about most often, my young adults have, have shared this with me, often they walk into a congregation and it looks like everyone has it all together. And they know they don't have it together. And so it's it's hard for so then it's hard for them to stay because it's like, well, they've got it all figured out. I don't. I guess I need to find somewhere else. But the truth is none of us have it figured out. Um, but we do have the gospel figured out. And so we can share how Christ has met us in our struggles and and as we do that, others others can identify with that. Others can say, Oh, you too? Like, yeah, that's me. That's that's where I'm at and and we can just kind of uh, walk together as we as we grow and learn and and support one another. And I think that's that's kind of a core um, a core purpose for the church. And so writing a book that got to speak to that and um, and just really embolden our women that we we really have a lot to offer, and we just have to be bold about offering it. In your book, you point out that there's a distinction, too, that, that um, we are given to serve in different ways, depending on our vocations that, that God has given us as well. You, you point out how pastors are, are given to serve, and particularly with preaching and administering the sacraments, um, and, uh, and, and that's certainly important in our lives, particularly when it comes to matters of faith. How are women given to serve one another from your perspective? You, you point that out in the book as well. Sure. I well, I think for you know men and women, but but women specific, we we can go into relationships and into places that our pastors can't. <laughs> so we just have whether it's at work or in our school or at the grocery store, we're just going to connect with different people. We're able to share um, the good news with those that um, that we can't expect just a few staff members in our congregations to reach. That's that's really. Um, something that we can do and we can bring them to church and we can bring them to, to um, the Bible studies and offer other opportunities for them to learn the word and to be, you know, and to ex- experience the sacraments. Um, but we, yeah, but we need to do that. We need to be those ambassadors out and in our workplace and, and other places. And it, and again, it doesn't have to be, you know, preaching or, or, um, 
or even knowing all the answers to all the questions that were asked. It's really, it really truly is about just being willing to listen and walk with someone and figure it out together. And, um, and women, we're just, we kind of are tuned into those relationships. We're tuned in when someone's struggling, at least, you know, like we try to be, maybe not always. And I, honestly, I have a lot of, um, great male mentors in my life that have done the same for me. So I, I truly think it's both, but there's a unique, unique opportunity. We have lots of women's groups in our congregations to gather together, small groups. I think we're always looking for those relationships. Um, so why not, um, you know, the, the main story in the book, the someone to walk with book that I share is the story of Jesus meeting the woman at the well. And she, he, you know, she's just going about her daily business, not, not really expecting anything to interrupt, um, you know, just her task of getting water from the well. And there's Jesus. And he asks for a drink. He starts a conversation with this woman. And she's she's kind of, you know, she's not super polite about it. She's She kind of, like, pushes back and says, um, well, why would you ask me for a drink? You know, you're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. Like, here's all these differences. And and Jesus kind of pushes right past them and says, well, well, actually, I'm here to offer you living water, a better gift. And in their conversations, there's just this amazing, first of all, it's the longest conversation in Scripture that we know of between Jesus and another person. Nicodemus comes close, but in the Gospels, he takes a long time to talk to this woman and really, really kind of get to the heart of things. And at the end of the conversation, she admits, man, I just need the Messiah. When the Messiah comes, he's going to explain it to us. And then he gets to look at her and say, well, guess what? I'm here, you know, and just kind of this mind blowing moment where she's just been talking about her life with this guy. And then to find out that, that he's the Messiah. Um, and of course it's, it's kind of this fun moment where the disciples kind of just walk up awkwardly and kind of interrupt this intense moment between Jesus and the woman and she runs into town. Um, but she brings everyone out to meet Jesus. Come and see this man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? And, and they all come out and, um, and all, all of a sudden this one conversation turns into this, this teaching that lasts a few days with the Samaritans. And I just think there's this really great illustration for us because when we impact one, when we we really help someone just just be themselves and kind of admit where they need Jesus, where they need him to explain something to them, um, it just creates this opportunity to teach um, and really for us to teach one another. And um, in so doing, that person could run into town and say, you know, I just met someone. Could they could they know the Messiah? And, and I just think that's a really powerful um, opportunity we have in this culture that we're in where everything's about fast, fast, fast and kind of surface level because we're all so busy. And if we can take that time to listen and just really allow people to be themselves and, and meet them with the story of the gospel, I, there's, it's going to impact. It's going to have, it's going to make a difference. So get some insights on taking time to listen and uh, mentoring um, with Darcy Poppy's book, Someone to Walk With, A Woman's Guide to Christian Mentoring, new from Concordia Publishing House. Darcy, thank you so much for being my guest on the Coffee Hour today. A delight and a joy to talk with you and excited to share this book with our listeners. 
Well, thank you for the opportunity to share about it. Thanks for joining me on the coffee hour. It's been a pleasure.